Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Portions of the Oilers Now podcast are brought to you by ProAmSports.ca. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Service for any brand in your office? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chat. Alrighty, uh, welcome back everybody. It's 134 in Edmonton. Bob Stoffer with you in Oilers Now. The best pizza in the city, still making a great royal pizza. Multiple locations uh, to serve you in Edmonton, including the original royal pizza in Old Strathcona. Edmonton owned and operated 48 years. Royal pizza, pizza, pasta, so much more for menu and locations. Visit royalpizza.ca. Uh, we've heard uh, today from Glenn Galtson, as well as Trent Yanni and Elliot Friedman, Um uh, Again, uh, Manny uh, Viveros will be joining us on Monday's show in studio. He'll be on with Reed Wilkins tonight. Uh, less than four days ago, uh, Viveros was coaching the Swift Current Broncos against the Hamilton Bulldogs. Bulldogs won that night. Uh, they should have won. They dem- totally outshot them. Uh, the Bulldogs are run. Their president general manager is uh, a very popular former Edmonton Oilers, Steve Stales. And Steve has been kind enough to join us on what is a big day for his franchise as they play in the Memorial Cup semifinal game tonight against host Regina. Steve, how you doing? Steve, you there? Did we lose Steve? That's you, Bob. I didn't put him on the air. No, oh, just a sec here. What happened here? Let's go like that. Steve, do we have you? Hello? Did we have a drop there, Brendan? You, oh, yes, we did. Well, uh, we had Steve. I was just talking to him off air, so we'll work on... There we go. Uh, try that other line. <laughs> try that line. That line might work. Here, let's try that again. Steve, do we have you? I'm here. There we go. Hey, uh, congratulations on getting to the uh, Memorial Cup. We had you on just before the OHL final. How do you think your team's uh, performed so far at the tournament in uh, Regina? Um, not, you know, I mean, the competition's terrific. I don't want to take away from anything. Uh, these teams are amazing and well-coached and well-organized and very deserved to be here. I think uh, game one for us, just, you know, we were a couple days here and, I don't want to make excuses for our group. We just weren't at the top of our game, and uh, Regina certainly put a good game plan together against us, and we dropped that game. We were much better against Swift Current, more of our style of game, uh, and and good against against a, a very tough Bathurst team as well. So, well, one goal games here, which is interesting. I haven't looked back in history on what it looks like, but other than the, uh, an empty net goal uh, in the eight six game with Regina and Bathurst, it's all been one goal games. So the Competition is terrific. We feel like we've been getting better as the tournament goes on, and uh, fully expect that we'll be better again tonight. Tell me this: as you are watching Stuart Skinner, the Oilers prospect, uh, stand on his head against you, fifty-six shots on goal. Uh, you know, going up against a guy like Robert Thomas, you know, I think he had eight shots in that game. I mean, that's a world junior caliber player uh, for your squad. What, what were you thinking? Were you shaking your head in the third period, what, or, or did you think it was just a matter of time before you're going to break through? Well, typically when you play like that, you think it's just a matter of time. But Stuart Skinner uh, put on a performance of a lifetime, I think. And the, the, what I was, was feeling slightly uncomfortable was it wasn't like he was getting lucky. He was literally making save after save and square. We were making a move side to side. He was still getting there. Um, you know, we hit a couple of posts, which was unfortunate, but uh, full credit to the kid. I mean, he was terrific. So uh, it put, a, put some uh, concern into, to me as a manager up top, but our players... Uh, to their credit, really just stuck with it. 
So then you play uh, Bathurst, and they decide they had a. There was a point where they could have pulled the goal the goaltender, right? And they were worried about goal differential because theoretically, uh, because all the games have been so close. Uh, that was going to play a factor moving forward. It just shows you uh, how close this specific year has been. Yeah, no doubt. And and right turns out to be the correct decision from their organization to do that. Uh, and they get the buy right to the final. So, um, again, the competition is incredible. The Bathurst team is deep. The Swift Current team, um, it, you know, they were, they were hurt, obviously, with Steenberg out. Uh, really put a damper on their, their chances. Um, but, man, oh, man, like, again, I think full credit young men to be able to play a long season and come to the Memorial Cup and perform on the on the biggest stage of junior hockey and, and uh, really um, show what their teams are all about. It's been terrific. We're joined by Hamilton Bulldogs President and General Manager Steve Stales, former Edmonton Oiler Bob Stoffer with you on Oilers Now. Uh, I mean, heck, even Wednesday night when Swift played uh, Regina, you still had a chance to have the bye. Had Swift current uh, finished off that comeback and maybe won an OT, that would have meant you guys would have been in the the final on Sunday. I mean, I, that's that's got to be crazy watching in that situation. Yeah, I mean, we didn't we we watched the game obviously, like we watch all the games, and it helps us prepare. Um, at the same time, we we got what we deserved. We got a, we we've gotten a berth in the semifinal and a great opportunity. And uh, we look at it as with our group and the depth that we have, uh, we feel comfortable playing in this game tonight. Um, it's not like we run just one line or two lines. We have three, we play our fourth line. Uh, it's all six defensemen play. So the way that we're built, uh, we feel comfortable having to play in a semifinal game. In fact, we hope that it's a positive. If we get through tonight, we get, you know, another game under our belt, uh, you know, we're not, uh, we should be fresh going into Sunday. You, you talked about the third and fourth line, and, and Steve, you and me have discussed this privately. I mean, I think there's greater depth in the OHL, and maybe there should be. There's only one OHL team for every 675,000 people in Ontario. There's 13.5 million people in Ontario. They have 20 teams. There's 22 teams out west. There's only 10 million people in Manitoba, Saskatchewan, Alberta, and B.C., um, um, and that doesn't even factor in, not that your team has necessarily benefited from it, but the OHL traditionally has got better U.S. players as well. Uh, it is a pretty good league, isn't it, the OHL? It, it really is. I mean, there's a couple of teams that seem to kind of rebuild every year, but uh, the competition is, is fierce, and uh, I mean, uh, uh, all the games in our playoff series, I mean, we went through our playoff series. I'll give you an example. Five games against Niagara, we played three overtime games. That was in round two. Um, you know, so there is depth and there's competition throughout, and quite a bit of parity. Um, you know, in our in our league, and you know, for us in year three to be able to uh, to be on the stage, I think is a credit to the people in our organization, and the, you know, just we put a plan in place, and everybody was passionate about it and disciplined to it, and. Uh, um, you know, it, but it's a really a fine line. And uh, the one thing that we feel that would put us over the edges is, is you know, uh, really digging into the details of it and also building through depth. Uh, I think a lot of teams that we contended against this year were, you know, maybe a top six team with their forward group and, a, you know, top pairing guys who um, on paper were, you know, probably more talented than maybe some of our guys. But um, the, the plan all along was to build through depth. It brings... And, and it also brings a great deal of team camaraderie. And every team that I've had success with, either playing or now managing, has your third and fourth lines that, that are as big of a part of a team, albeit probably not playing the minutes that the top-end guys are. But certainly when they go out there, they, add, they, they impact our game, our game against Acadia. 
uh, Aki Bathurst, their fourth line, went out there and, and really shifted the momentum. Uh, you know, so um, it, it's really been a fun build, and these these players are really close together. We feel like we have a really special group. Here. Well, Steve, the final question I have for you. I mean, we had you on just before the start of the series against the Sioux. They were the best team in junior hockey this year. Uh, you know, Manny was in Swift, and they knocked off Moose Jaw, who was the best team in the West. But you beat the best team in junior hockey, and, and I know depth played a factor in it. What were some of the other contributing? Because that was a close series, uh, went six games. Uh, but, I mean, that's a major accomplishment for you guys because a lot of people thought that Swift team was as good, or sorry, the uh, Sioux team was as good as any of the OHL teams that we've seen over the last several years. And a bunch of those teams have won the Memorial Cup. Yeah, no, no doubt. I mean, they they lost one home game all year. Just to tell you what, what type of team they had, uh, we ended up beating them uh, twice in their building in in our playoff series in the OHL finals. So um, again, I I think we've we've really put an emphasis on character, uh, you know, through our draft and not only that, um, through our trades and the players that we brought in, uh, Riley Stillman, Nicholas Madden, Nick Camano, Ryan Moore, uh, are all higher end character kids with high end compete level. Uh, and then you bring in a star player like Robert Thomas, uh, who again is, uh, you know, it's, it's not about him. He's a puck distributor. He's a character guy. He has leadership qualities. So we were very calculated in, in the build and how we built the team initially. And then also on the additions, we just, we wanted to make sure that we weren't bringing in anybody who was, uh, the high end guys who sometimes are maybe more eager to get to the American Hockey League or, um, you know, not focused on winning a championship. So we're very proud of the group. Best of luck uh, tonight against Regina and moving forward in the tournament, Steve. Thank you for your time. Thanks, Bob. Appreciate it. You bet. That is Steve Stales, former Oiler and current president and general manager of the uh, Hamilton Bulldogs. Last year, Rocky Thompson, former Oilers assistant coach, knocked off Chris Knobloch uh, with Erie in the uh, Memorial Cup final. Uh, Knobloch, four straight 50-plus win seasons. A lot of people thought he might be an AHL head coach one day for the Oilers organization. Instead, current assistant coach of the Philadelphia Flyers. Rocky Thompson coaching uh, a shared agreement between Vegas and St. Louis in Chicago right now in the HL and you heard Elliot Friedman earlier today say Rocky Thompson's name's out there as a potential associate coach. The Oilers naming their coaching staff today uh, Glenn Gullitz and Trent Yanni Manny Viveros uh, as well. And you can text us your thoughts on our Westlock Ford text line at 630-630. If you're looking for a new vehicle, go see Paul Olson at Westlock Ford. Check out the great selection today at westlockford.com. Worth the drive to get your new ride. We will tell you that portions of Oilers now brought to you by World Floor Coverings. Tell them Oilers now sent you receive two times air miles, reward miles, and all your flooring purchases at World Floor Coverings. World Floor Coverings, where they know a lot about hockey and a lot about flooring. We will uh, come back with some comments from Oilers President and General Manager Peter Shirelli, as well as Todd McClellan. This is Oilers Now. When you want to fly your Oilers colors with fan gear or outfit your fan cave, there's only one place. ProAmSports.ca Jerseys, apparel, headwear, and memorabilia from your favorite players and teams. Whether it's the NHL, the CFL, the NFL, MLB, or more, ProAm Sports are your fan cave specialists. And if it comes with a ProAm Sports Certificate of Authenticity and hologram, you know it's 100% authentic, hand-signed memorabilia. So no matter who you cheer for, ProAm Sports has got your guy. Visit their Edmonton showroom on St. Albert Trail. Fill your fan cave at ProAmSports.ca That's ProAmSports.ca 
Hi, this is Ryan Nugent Hopkins from your Edmonton Oilers. You're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chad. We'll take care of the business first. 147 in Edmonton. Let's go to Listy and Oilers History, brought to you by New West Travel, Edmonton's premier travel company for 38 years. Looking at going on a river cruise in Europe from 2018, New West Travel has some great rates on fabulous cruises. Brendan Ulrich, what happened on this date? We go back to 2006, Bob. The Oilers losing game four to the Anaheim Ducks, six to three. Your buddy Dustin Penner with two goals early in that one as uh, the Ducks doubled up the Oilers for their first one of the series. You know who else got two in that game for the Ducks? <laughs> Another one of your buddies? Joffrey Lupel yeah. got two. You got an empty yeah. netter. Uh, <laughs> the Ducks built up a 3 nothing lead, and the Oilers roared back, and then the Ducks separated, ultimately got the... I, I think... Do you got the goal scores there? Did George LaRock score in that game for Edmonton? <laughs> yeah, he did. Yeah, I remember that. His first of the postseason yes. from uh, Pronger. That tied it at 3-3, and the place went nuts, and then the Ducks ultimately got the victory 6-3. Didn't matter. The Oilers went back to Anaheim and closed it out in a low scoring. I think it was 2-1 final score. And then somebody posted uh, Brandon, how about this? Somebody posted a story on HF boards. This is how we did things back then in 2006. There was no Twitter and any of that kind of stuff. Um, Instagram or anything like that. And Somebody posted a uh, story on Twitter how they were out partying with the orders at the team hotel in Anaheim. And I, I must tell you something. Some of the information in that story may not have been 100% false. That's all I'm going to say. This day in order's history brought to you by New West Travel. Uh, they've got great travel deals for weddings, honeymoons, golf packages, and employee corporate reward trips. Call the friendly staff at New West Travel, 780-432-7446 or at newwesttravel.com. The statute of limitations in the NHL, I think, is 10 years on stories like that. Most of the players have since retired. Okay. Let's do this. Uh, so, uh, today at uh, 10.30, the Oilers had a conference call. We ran Todd McClellan's thoughts on the strengths of the three respective assistants hired today. Glenn Galtson, Trent Yanni, uh, Manny Viveros, and uh, Peter Shirelli added some additional comments specific to St. Albert uh, product Manny Viveros. I've, I've, I've followed... Swift this year. It was a name. It was a person of interest just in general. Uh, he's got a real diverse experience, um, and and he's done a lot of different things in Europe, uh, and and handled a lot of professional players in Europe. Um, we talked about some of the stuff he went through with the uh, Olympic team. Um, he's he's got a he had a real dynamic power play. He's had a real offensive bent to his game, and and he's got a real outgoing personality. I like that about him too. So there's a lot of things that evolved throughout the year as I, I kind of followed him. And it, didn't, it, it wasn't about him not being in the NHL. It was just about what his experience and what energy he brought um, because they're all about the same age. Uh, and and I, was, I was impressed with Manny that way. All right. Uh, Todd McClellan was asked uh, a question about the makeup of the bench by uh, TSN's Ryan Rashog. Here's his uh, response. Well, we will have, uh, as we did in the past, we will have a three-man bench, and uh, uh, we will bring Emmanuel down from up top in the in the third periods uh, to begin with, with the opportunity to grow to a four-man bench. I have no issue with having four people, uh, four quality coaches on the bench. Um, sometimes too many uh, mouths, too many minds, though, lead to over uh, over coaching. So we've got to see and, and uh, experience how the three, Trent, myself, 
and Glenn uh, work on the bench, and then if we're uh, if we're where we need to be, we'll add Emmanuel full time. But uh, initially, he'll come down in the third period. Trent will work with the defenseman and control the back end. Um, I'll continue to do what I do, and Glenn will be uh, working both ends of the uh, the bench, uh, making adjustments and and working with both Trent and I. That's uh, Oilers head coach Todd McClellan. Jason Greger, by the way, asked a question uh, about, uh, all right, so you've got your coaching staff on to uh, player assessment. By the way, next week is the Combine. Uh, the Oilers scouting staff will be in Buffalo. Uh, Brendan will be hosting shows next Thursday and Friday next week as I'll be joining Jack Michaels and Mark Siamp and the staff uh, out in Buffalo for Thursday, Friday, and Saturday uh, to, to do a bunch of reports and interviews and that sort of thing. Uh, but a question was asked to Peter Shirelli whether or not Less will be more this off season. Uh, will the Oilers be less active in terms of from a uh, a team building perspective, in terms of the allotment of talent? Will there be off season changes with the personnel? You know what? We're looking at a lot of different things. I'm not apt to I'm not apt to make a major change. Is the main point? Um, you know, we've we uh, we're we're looking at some some tweaks to the to the bottom half. We're looking at. You know, possible tweak to the defense core in general. Um, um, I, uh, I, you know, I, I like this roster for the most part. Um, there's a strong critical mass there, so uh, I'm not ruling out anything. But uh, you know, I, I, I think we're going to look more towards. I wouldn't call them minor moves, but you know, not major moves. That is Oilers general manager Peter Shirelli. So, wait and see. Uh, less could very well be more this year, but they've certainly changed around the complexion of the staff. They got to have a lot of things. There's a lot of things that went wrong last year, so there's a bunch of things that need to uh, go right. The first thing, Cam Talbot and Miko Koskinen have to provide the Oilers with better goaltending than they got at the start of last season. Talbot has to be better out of the gate. The team has to play better in front of them. But that's number one. I mean, and they got to create some positive energy going with their goaltender like they did two years ago when they were on route to a 47-win, 103-point season. Uh, number two, their special teams and penalty killing. Who's your most important penalty killer? Goaltender. That's got to... Uh, uh, be, you know, be vastly improved. As uh, Trent Yanni mentioned, it was pretty good. I think from February on, the orders were second in the NHL in penalty killing. Uh, it was bizarre. I had an assistant coach from another team ask me the, the other night, how do you go dead last in the league at home PK and number one in the league at home on the road in PK? And I, I don't really have an answer for that. I've never seen that before. But their special teams have to be better in their power play. You know, went from fifth to 31st, uh, fifth in 2016-17 to 31st. Uh, that has to be a big area of improvement. So goaltending, special teams, their defense has to stay healthier and progress and grow. And they got to f- get some more secondary scoring. On the D quickly, I found it interesting that uh, Yanni mentioned Matt Benning. That was the yeah. first D man out of his mouth, and well, uh, there's there's something I'm there with him. He, and he, you know what, he was what what do I call a second year struggle, sophomore yeah. jinx, right? And he had a. I actually thought Benning was pretty good the final twenty twenty five games of the year. There's, you know what he is? He's smart. Like, <laughs> if you want to figure out which direction the Oilers are going scouting wise. Take a look at uh, Keith Gretzky's track record in Boston. 
hockey sense. Very important. And I would argue that Matt Benning has hockey sense. I think he focused on getting stronger in the offseason a year ago because he, you know, he dropped the stick a bunch of times and maybe uh, thought he needed to work on that. And I think that footwork is always something that defensemen will have to uh, work on. But certainly progressions with Clefbaum, Nurse, and Benning under Trent Yanni uh, will be something to, to watch. One more thing. Tomorrow at noon, Champions League final. Last time we're going to be able to watch it on, uh, I believe, on TSN because they, they committed uh, Champions League. What's that? DAZN. What's it called? DAZN. DAZN? Yeah. Yeah. They have all the NFL games uh, in Canada as well. Yeah. What I'm, I'm, I guess I'm getting old. Like, what happened on the days when it used to be on TV? <laughs> Stoffer, nobody watches it that way anyway. Uh, why do I have a sneaking suspicion that Liverpool is going to pull off the upset tomorrow in the Champions League final against Real Madrid? Just have this weird feeling. I'm probably going to be wrong, so don't bet on that. Uh, here we go. Predictions over the weekend. You ready? The Hamilton Bulldogs will win the Memorial Cup. That's one prediction for you. The uh, Liverpool FC will win the uh, Champions League. So there's two predictions. Uh, Brennan, have you seen Red Sparrow, the movie yet? Is that the one with Jennifer Lawrence? Yes. No, I have not, but I would like to see it. Pretty good. I like Jennifer Lawrence. (laughs) Well, you're right in that wheelhouse. (laughs) You you might have a chance. You never know. Coming up tonight on Inside Sports, uh, Manny uh, Viveros uh, will be in conversation with Reed Wilkins. Uh, we got an Eskimo game this week. Did the Eskimos start their preseason? Yeah, Sunday, 3 o'clock. I'll be uh, down at Commonwealth Stadium along with uh, Morley Scott, Dave Campbell, and Blake Dermott. Can't wait for that. Have some fun with that. Beautiful day. Should be good. Uh, There will be a lot of players on the field, though, so it'll be interesting. Uh, Also on tonight, uh, Ty Smith will be on uh, from the Spokane Chiefs. Wow, okay. And Terry Crisp. There you go. Have some fun with that. Up next, a global news weather traffic update with Brent Dreger, followed by the 630 Chat Afternoon News with Jayla Nye and Andrew Gross. Have a terrific weekend, everybody. We'll be back on Monday. With Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office supplies at huge savings? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A. On Oilers Radio, 630 Ched.